are. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the situation room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! everybody no there isn't no love at all what's going on Vince Wright the sports governor coming back to you live and direct Uh, coming to you from not the situation room we had to kind of move to a different room the first lady of Minnesota sports Angie Wright needed the the big office tonight for some work stuff so the gov has moved over to the a uh, different part of the West Wing of the Executive Mansion to talk a little college sports and Gophers and Big Ten and NBA and Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh my! And unfortunately, Packers too. I am Vince Wright. This is Sports Done Right. That's right, your favorite sports podcast out of the great state of Minnesota. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Check us out on Facebook. Just uh, search Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. Same for Instagram, at Sports Done Right there. And you can check us out. And I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back. Uh, Real life kind of kicking butt here with the real gig and all that stuff. But we are definitely glad to be back here. And we're going to start with the national championship (laughs) from, uh, from last night. Um, we're going to get into, you know, big 10 hoops because we got a big one going right now. Um, we have, let's see, Wisconsin and Michigan. We're going to give you an update there. Uh, Michigan was up big at halftime. Those are two top 10 teams. Um, what else are we going to talk about tonight? Some needs for our Minnesota Vikings. That's the other thing. We uh, really got to get going here. If you're a Vikings fan and you want this team to do anything, we got to start making some real, real big moves here. So that's what we're going to look at um, as well. Uh, what else do we got here? 
Well, that's really about it. That'll be the majority of the show. Obviously, we have a little music that we throw in our breaks here. want to say what up to all my podcast people, all my podcast family, whether you're over in X-Squad Affiliates, whether you're uh, Jungle and Real Cast Rangers, whether you're IE Sports Radio, who I am humbly and proud to be a member of the initial Hall of Fame class of IE Sports Radio. I want to say what up to all my friends over there and big Larry B and crew and BS3 Radio. Big Ben doing huge things has really become a, a force in podcasting with the BS3 Radio Network. Kevin Gray Sports, on and on and on it goes. All my Twitter fans and peeps and everybody else. Let's talk about what happened last night. After the first quarter, we all thought we had a game. You know, Alabama, they came down. They do what Bama does. Mac Jones led the team down there. And, you know, uh, Najee Harris with two touchdowns last night. But, you know, if I remember correctly, he got that first score. And you're like, okay, cool. You know, here we go. Bama being Bama. Unstoppable. March right down the field. Um, you know, after the, the turnover by the Buckeyes. And then... Ohio State comes back and gets a nice answer. So now we're tied up 7-7. We got a game. Everything's looking good. On it goes. But then, (laughs) then the second quarter happened and Alabama went, I'm, I'm trying to describe it, you know, like, you know, Mike Tyson in the early days, he they just came out and, you know, they answered the bell and, you know, they were just unstoppable in that second quarter. Uh, they throw up 28 points in the second quarter, 10 points for Ohio State. So now they're up 35-17 and you, you got that feeling. Bama is running away with this thing and they're unstoppable. Uh, the final score, 52-24. to 13 and 0 for the number one team in the nation, Alabama. And Ohio State finishes at 7 and 1. They are, are uh, let me just say this. Um, you know, we'll talk about some of the stats here. We're going to talk about uh, Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and, and, and the due that they deserve, both of them. And obviously, I'm going to speak on uh, Smith winning the Heisman because it's about time we got that out of a quarterback's hands. But listen, we give a lot of crap to the SEC because we're in Big Ten country. We're jealous. It's warm down there. You know, football is is is, is the lifeblood. And you see it down there in SEC country. You know, even, even though, you know, you get outside of Bama, Florida, Georgia, pretty mediocre conference. In terms of football, Tennessee, eh, I, I see you, Grant Horton, but you know, Tennessee's kind of, eh. no, I'm not talking, uh, na, 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 na. I'm just talking, uh. you know, Kentucky eh, might have a good team here and there. Arkansas has really fallen off the map. They used to be, you know, somewhat of a player in, in football, at least every few years, but Man, I can't tell you the last time Arkansas has really mattered for football. And then you go down, you know, Mississippi's made a little noise, Ole Miss, you know, here and there, Mississippi State a few years ago. But, you know, outside of the, those top three, they aight. 
But again, the top three is always a national championship contention. Obviously, Alabama, who is, you know, this is Nick Saban's seventh, seventh ring. And give it up for him. Hey, guys, this is... Hey, guys, this is sport. Ooh, a little flub there with the soundboard. But this is Nick Saban's seventh championship. Bama just whooping ass. And if you are the best player in the country, if you are a top, top recruit, this is where you want to get to go. This is where you want to go. You, If you want to go and test yourself with the best, you're going to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I said it. I'm a Big Ten grad, but, you know, you got to call it what it is, man. And, you know, in terms of Alabama, because that's what they do. Look, there's no pro team in Alabama. It's the main college team in the state. And that's what they do. Right? They win. Mac Jones, 36 for 45 for 464 yards last night. Najee Harris, 79 yards on 22 attempts. Two touchdowns for him. You know, Devontae Smith set, you know, setting records again. 215 yards, 12 receptions, three touchdowns. Um, you know, Mitchie had some nice yards. Uh, I mean, Bama's just stocked loaded. And honestly... This is one of, I think, the best teams that Alabama's ever had. And I know we it was a hell of a year, but everybody had to deal with it. COVID, the you know, lockups, lockdowns, everything. But, you know, SEC said, we're just going to try and play football. So they got an extra four or five games in. Ohio State, you know, Justin Fields, hell of a player, toughness, all that. But he got dinged up in that Clemson game. Ohio State did have some injuries on defense, but it, it wouldn't have mattered, I, I don't think. It may not have been, the, the score may not have been, um, you know, 52 to 24, but I think Bama still would have probably won the game. You know, I hoped for Ohio State, Big Ten guy, all that stuff, but I, I really wasn't thinking clearly yesterday because I, you know, when I was asked about it, I totally forgot about those def- those injuries on the defensive side of the ball for them. And I think that that was part of it. When you got all all college, all world players, you know, Mac Jones and, you know, Smith coming at you like that, Najee Harris and stuff, man. What can you do? What can you do? And they're just unstoppable. I mean... We can sit here and you can break down this and you can break down that. I, You know, again, we do just the eye test here on my show. I can throw the stats at you and all this stuff. But domination is what Alabama was all about this year. And that's what they instilled in people. And they, they put it on everybody. And there is just no two ways about it this year. It is all about Alabama football. They are the national champions, deservedly so, by the way. And I was just like, who's going to stop them? 
nobody. Talk a little bit about Devontae Smith. Again, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right, coming to you out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and St. Paul. Listen, Devontae Smith, I'm, I'm so happy this young guy won. I cannot tell you how happy I am that he won the Heisman Trophy. And apparently everybody else is so happy. Um, first off, it breaks that quarterback monotony up because that was bullshit. You know, there is plenty of running backs, plenty of other wide receivers that were in the mix over these years that, you know, should have gotten it, should have won. But okay, whatever. It is what it is. Devontae wins it this year. Congratulations to him. Pure domination. I mean, you know, over 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. You know, on 117 grabs, he averaged almost 16 yards a grab, which is actually his, uh, well, yeah, in 2020. (laughs) Now, he only caught, he only played in seven games his freshman year, but actually this year, his 15.9 yard average was actually the lowest of his college career. But those yards just made up for it. Those touchdowns made up for it. Mac Jones obviously in the mix as well and probably would have won to keep that quarterback tradition going. But, you know, I'm glad the voters saw themselves able to do the right thing, and that was awarded to Devontae Smith. Where he winds up, that's going to be interesting here in the pros. But, you know, what he did at Alabama, and especially this year, he deserves all the accolades that he gets you know, Matt Jones as well, um, you know, solid quarterback. You know, I don't know what these guys are going to do at the next level. I mean, we see it all the time, guys that go out and have stellar careers in college and they can't do anything at the next level. So I don't know what Mac Jones is going to do as a pro. But in college, he was a damn good quarterback. Ohio State is Ohio State. You know, they'll be back. They just got to kind of find that way to get up to Alabama level again. And it's funny because obviously they beat Alabama a few years ago in the national championship game, you know, to give the Big Ten some some much-needed love that year. But it's ACC, SEC, Clemson, Bama, Clemson, Bama, LSU, Clemson, Bama, you know, I mean, those, those are really the teams that have really just done anything. Those four, I mean, um, Georgia kind of teases you a little bit, Florida, same thing. It's just nobody out of the SEC can get past Bama, except for LSU. Speak a little bit on Notre Dame. Since we're talking college playoffs, look, the sports gov has told you as long as Notre Dame is is winning games, they're going to get positioned in front of other deserving teams. That's what happened this time. And, you know, once again, they lose. Great, good feel, good story. I get it. It's Notre Dame. They're they're a football school. So, you know, if you're going there, football matters. It's going to matter. It's the number one sport on the campus. But. 
again, they they just get positioned a little bit ahead of everybody else because in a normal year, they bring money and fans. And I bet you have more than half that stadium had they played would have been Notre Dame fans. They're a national university. Catholics across the country support Notre Dame. So college football ends last uh this past or last night actually Monday with a anticlimactic teased us again in that first quarter but man I'm going to tell you something I haven't seen a team this dominant for Bama in a very very long time and how do you feel about Nick Saban now is he the greatest coach in college football history hard to say no hard to say no and I get it. Coaches, there's different eras. There's still some actually down in Alabama that that are, would probably argue Paul Bear Bryant still. But, you know, different times, different things. And obviously Nick Saban's the man to beat now. Seven rings. Um, Alabama always in the mix. And, yeah, I mean, you can't ask for anything else. You cannot ask for anything else. All right, we got NFL playoffs to get to here. Uh, Green Bay. (laughs) Green Bay. I just don't know what to say about Green Bay, but we'll figure out something. Kyrie Irving is out with with the Nets. Don't know what's happening there. People are starting to speculate on on his stuff as well. What's going on with him? Don't know. But he's expected to miss some time now after yet popping up in a video at his dad's birthday party against COVID protocols. So we're going to have to see. All right, and what else do we got here? Oh, Big Ten Hoops. Like I said, we're going to check on that for you here. And let's do this. Let's just see. Yep, let's get our first break in. When we come back, Big Ten Hoops, Vikings football, NFL playoffs, a touch of NBA chat here. I want to say what up to Jersey Vern, the chief rocker, the one and only Jersey Vern, the number one chief rock of Bama is the only powerhouse that they have. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. That's what I said. Outside of Bama, yeah. You know, and then I throw Georgia, Florida, because they're always, you know, up and, and making noise, Jersey. But yeah, no, you got you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I want to say what up to Mike. Big Mike out in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. He says, Gov, won money last night. But uh, Ohio State is just two steps behind. He is absolutely right. So, again, Mike, I appreciate you. And thanks for hitting me up uh, this week on Twitter. Uh, It was good talking to you about some things. Who else do we got listening here? Let me get my list written down. And we have, who do we got? We got Shelly listening up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, way up north. How you doing, Shelly? We have Tanya listening over in Minneapolis. Want to say what up to Tanya? We have Jeff listening in Richfield, Minnesota. What up to you? And we also have Jeff and another Jeff. And we have Sabrina 
listening over in western wisconsin as they say they're over in hudson so appreciate you guys popping in vince Wright, sports governor but like our man uh, the number one chief rocker says yeah i mean sec outside of the top they're okay they're okay So let's do this here. We're going to get our first break in when we come back. Big Ten Sports, Big Ten Sports, Big Ten Basketball, because Michigan is killing Wisconsin right now. They're up 60 to 26 in the second half. 13 minutes left in that game. You got Virginia Tech. Uh, They're on top of Duke. Got a good one going there. Uh, like we said, we got playoffs coming. Uh, let me give you a real quick update on the NBA scores. The Philadelphia 76ers are losing to Miami in the third quarter right now, 63-55. Utah is up on Cleveland, 44-31 in the second quarter. Brooklyn Nets with Mr. Durant back, but no Kyrie Irvin, which we're going to discuss here in a moment. They're down to Denver, 54-42. to Lakers just got started against the Houston Rockets. They're up 20-10. to San Antonio and Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's just uh, up by 5, 16 to 11 in the first quarter. And later on tonight, we have Golden State against the Indiana Pacers. Over under 227, and Golden State's a three-point favorite. And tonight's Boston-Chicago game postponed due to the COVID protocols, as you can imagine there. All right, so let's do this. When we get back, um, we're talking more sports. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. We will be right back. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck if that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club. Bottle full of bub, look mommy, I got the eggs, sitting in the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub, look mommy, I got the eggs, sitting in the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough. When I pull up out front, you see the Benz on dub. When I roll 20 deep, it's 29s in the club. Niggas heard I fuck with Dre, now they wanna show me love. When you sell like Eminem and the hoes, they wanna. Fuck, look, homie, ain't nothing change. Hold down, G's up. I see exhibit in the cut. They nigga roll that weed up. Roll that. Watch how I move. You mistake before I play up here. Been hit with a few shells, but now I walk with a limp. In the hood, in the lay, they say 50, you hot. They like me, I want them to love me like they love pop. But I live in New York, and niggas to tell you I'm local. Yeah. The plan is to put the rap game in the choke. Uh-huh. I'm full of focus, man. My money on my mind. Got a meal out the deal, and I'm still in the grind. Now, shorty says she feelin' my style, she feelin' my flow. Uh-huh. A girl from Woody, they buy, and they ready to go. Okay. I'm in the club, bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the head sick, you in the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the head sick, you in the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug, you get in the getting rough. My flow, my show brought me to go. That brought me all my fancy things. My crib, my cars, my clothes, my shoes. Look, nigga, I done came more than I ain't changed. And you should love it. Way more than you hate it, 
nigga, you mad? I thought that you'd be happy I made it. I'm that cat by the bar, toasting to the good life. You that faggot ass nigga tryna pull me back, right? My junk get the bumpin' in the club. It's on. I'm with my eyes. Your bitch, if she smiles, she gone. Hit the roof on fire, let the motherfucker burn. Just talking about money, homie, I ain't concerned. I'ma tell you what banks told me, cause go ahead, switch the style up. Niggas hate to let them hate them, watch the money pile up. And we can go upside the head with a bottle of bull. They know where we fucking be. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bull, but mommy, I got the eggs. So we in the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug, if you're in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bulbs, look mommy, I got the ex, if you're in the taking drugs, I'm in the having sex, I ain't in the making love, so come give me a hug, if you're in the getting rough, ha ha ha, don't try to act like you don't know where we be, nigga, nigga, we in the club all the time, nigga, it's a problem, pop up, nigga, G-Unit. I like this right here. Not, then I wasn't with it. Bad boy, stay committed. Whether hip hop or R&B, right. featuring Faith Evans co-starring me. Right. P Diddy, you know I got the key to your city. The uh-huh. Unlock the door, rock some more. Beats be lace. Bad boy, heat the place. We run R&B too, cause we keep the faith. Right. Giving the streets a taste. Uh-huh. Blaze the charts. I remember. In case you forgot. 
First lady be making it hot. Ain't nobody taking the spot. Now safe instead of pain. Coming through with a better grain. In the dash, cell phone, better range. Get the cash, stack paper for the whole four quarters. Damn, some things never change. You feel me? Yeah, let's make it dance. Come on, let's go. We can dance, DJ, just play. are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now let's get back to the show. What's going on everybody? Vince Wright, sports governor of the great state of Minnesota. I am the host of the Sports Done Right podcast and you can find me here most Tuesday nights around 7 p.m. or so giving my take on sports on this fine show. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can also find me on Instagram at Sports Done Right. Same on the Facebook for our group page. And, <clears throat> excuse me, let's get to it here. Um, one thing I wanted, I wanted to talk to you about before we get into Gopher Hoops per se is we're going to do our Big Ten basketball power rankings here. So let's just get to that. Uh, number one, Michigan. Listen, Juwan Howard's doing a hell of a job. Just took down Minnesota, my beloved. Northwestern, those are two top 20 teams. And these guys are playing out of their mind. And it has just been really, you know, just as a college basketball fan, what Juwan, what Howard's done there, and and you know, just really a couple years is really outstanding. They're ten and zero, they're five and zero in the conference. Um, they are the class of the Big Ten. So, as oh, I forgot to mention, as their football coach gets an extension, Harbaugh over in Michigan and Ann Arbor, there may be something to keep an eye on on the basketball court here. And if this keeps up, you can look for the. The maize and blue to make a deep, deep tournament run here. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have fans in March. I doubt that they will, which is too bad. Uh, But Michigan, props to you. Number two is Iowa. Um, You know, when you you think of Iowa, you think of Luca Garza. But, you know, they got a couple other real nice pieces down there. And, you know, with Garza leading them, they are 11-2. and two. They're 5-1 and one in conference. Um, clearly the, the best team outside of Michigan in the Big Ten, in my humble opinion. And it pains me to say that, but when I do this show, I throw my fandom and my homerism out the door somewhat when, when we do rankings and we talk about other teams um, as well. 
Another one that hurts me to say, unfortunately, Wisconsin is number three. And, you know, Wisconsin just keeps winning. They're 10 and 2. They're 4 and 1 in conference. And, you know, they got a real nice player down there. Um, Trice. And, by the way, uh, got a good basketball coach down there, too. I mean, again, it pains me as a Gopher fan to say that, but uh, Greg Garg has just done a really good job down there. And that's what Wisconsin does. I mean, you know, this is a school, northern climate, it's cold in the winter. All that stuff that we say holds them back, but here they are. You know, they're they're always ranked in football. They're always phenomenal in basketball lately. You know, a couple Final Fours just a few years ago, back-to-back. And here they are holding down the three spot, fighting the Illini of Illinois, number four. They're 5-2 uh, and two in conference, 9-4 and four overall. And... You know, props to them. I mean, you know, again, another team trying to find their way. Uh, they beat Northwestern recently, 81-56, put a real butt whipping on them. And, you know, let's just see what happens. You know, a little stinker against Maryland, but I'm really liking the Big Ten basketball this year. It just sucks we have no fans. Ohio State, number three. They're 9-3 and three overall, 3-3 three and three in conference. Purdue comes in at number six. And let's just get to number seven because that is our one and only Minnesota Golden Gophers here. Um, those Look, those losses to Iowa and Michigan really hurt us. You know, there was a lot of hype starting to happen around this team. And, hey, maybe how far could they go? You heard it, you heard it here on my last show. You know, I was talking about it as well. But, you know, all is not lost here in Gopher Land. They're 10-4 and four overall. They're 3-4 and four in the conference. But, you know, they, they got to get it going here because you got to prove, A, that you can win on the road in the Big Ten. And that's really key if you're going to make a statement and, and really do anything in this conference, you got to prove that you can win on the road. Minnesota has uh, been sketchy over the years at that. And we'll just have to see how it goes this year, but they're number seven on my list this week. Um, number eight, I have, let me, I have Indiana, you know, eight and five, three and three in conference. And, you know, just keep an eye on uh, Tracy Davis down there. Or, whoops, let me check my writing here. Tracy Jackson Dash Davis. He's one of the best in the league. Simple as that. So, uh, we'll see what Indiana can put together here um, after them. And really just in no particular order. I won't bore you too much with that. You got Rutgers, Michigan State. Michigan State's 8-4. and four. Remember, they got off to that really bad start. They're 2-4 and four now. Um, you never know what can happen, but obviously a, a down year for Michigan State so far. Maryland was supposed to be a little bit better. They're 2-5. and five. Um, They did pull off an upset over Illinois recently. But again, 2-5, and five, Maryland basketball, 7-6 and six overall in the Big Ten. That's not why they left the ACC, my people. Uh, Penn State, my homie Ralph Scott, I love you, dog. But once again, Penn State ain't it for for uh, basketball. They're 0-3 in the conference, 3-4 and 4 overall. And 
you know, apparently they uh, not only have a virus outbreak out there in Happy Valley, but they just suck. They just suck. And, and speaking of sucking, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, 0-5 in the conference. And I found this on, I forgot which website, but it was just an interesting stat. <laughs> Oh, it was the Iowa Hawkeye site, I think. I think as I was kind of going through all the teams, you know, basketball websites. The Nebraska Cornhuskers haven't beaten a Division I basketball team since December 1st, 2020. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. Y'all suck. Y'all suck real bad. And, I mean, there you have it. So, Big Ten, rocking and rolling. Wisconsin, again, still trailing, 73-45. Um, about five minutes left in that game. Can expect Michigan to cruise on the victory there and should be 11-0 uh, and undefeated still in the Big Ten. Um, let's do this. I don't know what's going on with... Uh, Crack! Oh, geez, what's that? Gee whiz! Sorry about that, y'all. Um, don't know what's going on with Kyrie Irving. As we flip it over to NBA real quick, you know, he left. It was personal time away from the team. Now all of a sudden, they they got him at his dad's birthday party. The NBA's investigating, and. I don't I don't know what's going on with him. I wish him well. No ill will towards Kyrie Irving at all. But, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, once you get into the internet, you know, personal stuff could be happening. He doesn't want to play. Let's just let's just see what happens. You know, it sucks because they just got Durant back. And, you know, they're struggling a little bit. But you know, I just You know, I just find it a little odd. A little odd. Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden finding his stroke. And he's doing some big things out there. He's doing some big things for Golden State finally. Sorry about that. I hope you guys didn't hear that. If you did, my bad. Um, He... I wish him well. He didn't do it here in Minnesota, as we all know, but he has become a very, very big piece of the puzzle out there, and especially with um, Thompson, Clay Thompson, out again. So Golden State really needs Andrew Wiggins to step up to the plate here. Good for him. I never wished him any will as well, but yeah, you know he's got to he's got to get going. He's got to show that he can. He wants to really do this. He's in a great spot. Uh, great team, obviously, and he can be a real big part of the turnaround, or not so much a turnaround in Golden State, but about them getting back to the elite levels. Obviously, su- suffering through injuries, you know, they get um, Steph back. You still got Draymond out there, and we'll see what can happen. Now, for the Timberwolves, you know, Timberwolves got a. You know, jeez. 
they're dead last right now in the Western Conference. Three and seven. Didn't expect Carl Anthony Towns to have an injured wrist off the bat. But at some point, and at what point do you Timberwolves fans start demanding some wins regardless on if now Cat is arguably our, our best player? I get that, but you still got to find some ways to win some games. That's what the good teams do. When they have their star players down every once in a while, they find a way to win some games. And the Timberwolves just have not done that. Um, three and seven overall, 300 winning percentage. I mean, dead last behind Houston, Memphis, New Orleans. And these are the teams already all out the playoffs at the playoffs ended today. I get it. We're only 10 games in. But it has just not been a great start for the Timberwolves. And it has been a disappointing start when you go on Timberwolves social media and everything else. And everybody was all ready to build those statues. To, hey, Ricky Rubio's back and all this stuff. And I was like, that's great. But let's see some wins on the damn court. Don't you guys want to win? Rubio's back. That's great. But what's it going to translate to on the court? I get it. Veteran presence, all that stuff can help these younger guys. But, man, it's hurting right now. I mean, they are giving up 120, what was it, 100, excuse me, 118 points a game. Definitely towards the bottom. They're only throwing up 108 points a game. Tomorrow night, Memphis comes to town. Memphis is 4-6. and six. This is what I'm talking about. These are the teams you got to beat, and especially if Carl Anthony Towns is going to be playing. You know, he's, um, the risk is still, bo- or the wrist, the wrist is still bothering him. Josh Okoge has some hamstring issues. I don't know. And then you talk about Ryan Saunders as coach, and I get it. You know, we we say it all the time. We know who Sonny is. We know we love his dad. We miss his dad and all this. But you're starting to hear those questions again. Did the Wolves really need to bring hire him as the coach? Lovable dude. Everybody's trying to play hard for him because they want him to succeed and be the coach here. We will see. I just don't know. I just don't know if it was the right move back then. We talked about it on Sports Done Right. It's a touchy subject in for you know the nation, the Timberwolves nation up here because of his dad, Flip Saunders. And rest in peace, Flip. But you got to wonder. And if they want him to be around this coach, this team's got to win. Rubio hasn't looked great. You know, Anthony Edwards has looked really good as the number one pick. Love his attitude, love his sense of humor, and hopefully he can develop his game and become a real force in the NBA up here. But I don't know what to tell you. Still tinkering with the lineups. 
You know, Malik Beasley's look good at times. But you just, you got to win, man. I mean, that's ultimately what this stuff boils down to, and the Timberwolves ain't doing it. And if they go down again and this season goes to hell and it is just a crap-filled season, you talk about a team that is on the verge of not being relevant, it's the Minnesota Timberwolves. And if this continues, they'll be lucky that there's no fans in there, for for real, because nobody nobody would come. And then we'd be talking about not only the bad basketball, but the low crowd attendance like we've been talking about the past couple years, things like that. So let's hope our Timberwolves can get this thing going, man, turned around, and the coaching staff and everybody can just find the lineup that that can work. I was really proud, by the way, of Carl Anthony Towns when he came back the other night. Um, for those who don't know, he's had like seven relatives, I think. Uh, seven folks close to him died from COVID. I mean, we talk about obviously the death of his mother, but he has really been put through the ringer here the past few weeks. Like he says, that Carl, that old Carl Anthony Towns is dead. He came back. He said he's not 100%. And that guy battled and and played his ass off on the court and couldn't have and I'm going to tell you couldn't have been prouder of him could not have been prouder of him so that's the cat we need to see and I hope he inspires the rest of these guys and you know it's just it's so disappointing because at times you can see what can be but it just it it just doesn't get sustained. It just does not get sustained. And that's the part that hurts. Um, we're going to get, as what I like to tell people, I get into the NBA towards the middle of the season. So, you know, I touch, I touch on top stories here and there, you know, LeBron's still doing it in LA. Uh, the, the Lakers really, they're, they're the favorites still. It's that simple until you beat them and you know they're looking good from cbssports.com by the way speaking of our timberwolves and anthony anderson they did a phenomenal job they did a phenomenal job on cbs sports on their webpage here uh, great story. NBA rookie power rankings. Anthony Edwards leads the pack of first-year players out the gate. Let's see what they say about the T-Wolf here. Uh, Anthony Edwards, and by the way, this is written by Jasmine Wimbush, Wimbish, W-I-M-B-I-S-H. And what is written about Anthony Edwards, by the way, who's averaging 15.4 points a game. The number one overall pick in the 2020 NBA draft has looked impressive in the early going this season. His standout performance thus far was in the Timberwolves' latest game against the Portland Trailblazers, where he put up a career-high 26 points off the bench to go along with four boards and two steals. There's a level of confidence that comes from with Edwards' game, and that isn't typical for most rookies. He's living up to the label as the most dynamic scorer in the draft class. His most exciting play came against the Blazers, yada, yada, yada. 
Um, also dunked over uh, Djokovic, the Joker, in uh, Denver there. That, that was nice. That was real nice. So he's in the lead early out the park. LaMelo Ball coming in all of a sudden. Rough couple games to open the season for LaMelo, but uh, maybe the best ball of them all is now really starting to heat up. And uh, he is uh, with Charlotte, and he's doing a good job. 11.8, excuse me, 11.8 points a game, five rebounds a game, five assists a game, and averaging uh, over a steal a game as well for him. So congratulations to him. Tyrese Halliburton for Sacramento. Kind of similar numbers. He's 48% from the three-point stripe, however. Uh, He's in the mix there. Again, he plays on Sacramento. Uh, he finished, uh, let's see here. I was just trying to read. Eh, nothing really scheduled there. That's really about it. Um, Sadiq Bay with Detroit is also thrown in the mix, as is Patrick Williams with Chicago and Desmond Bain of Boston. So there you go, the rookies. Who's out the gate in the early power rankings? Congrats, Anthony. Hope you can be there in the end as well all right nfl football is what we're going to end with tonight obviously playoffs and first off first off you got to give props to the cleveland browns okay cleveland they finally did it 48 to 37 over the steelers they almost (laughs) excuse me, almost tried to give this thing away, tried to give it back. And I don't know what's going on with these. That stuff's not supposed to be hurt. Anyway, Baker Mayfield, 263 in the air, three touchdowns, but most importantly, no interceptions for him. Roethlisberger threw four picks, had to chuck it up 68 times, and, and for obvious reasons, however, he threw for 501, Nick Chubb had 76 on the yard. Kareem Hunt, 48 for the Browns rushing. Uh, Connor had 37 for the Steelers with the touchdown. And that was really it. I mean, you know, they were passing, so it wasn't no real rushing game for the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, buck 57 on 13 receptions and a touchdown. Uh, Johnson had 117 yards. No touchdown, and Ebron had a touchdown, 62 yards. Obviously, lots of yards going around because they had to do it to play catch-up. Cleveland went up. Here was the funny thing. I was doing some work in my garage here at the Sports Governor's Executive Mansion. And, you know, I was kind of coming back and forth, in and out, hauling some stuff and bringing stuff inside to the crib. And every time I came in, when the game started, because that's when I was out there, I came in like four different times, and each time I came in, Cleveland had scored and they went up 28 nothing 35 7 but you know pittsburgh being pittsburgh came back and cleveland almost being cleveland you know let them get a little too close but now i think now that they're getting this experience because when you go up 28 nothing you don't win a game 48 37 Easy money if you took the Browns in this one. Pittsburgh was a five and a half point favorite. Some books had it at six. 
Uh, over under was 47 and a half. So definitely if you went over there, that's good. Uh, congratulations again to, to the Cleveland Browns. As, uh, you know, what can you say? I mean, just happy for all those folks out there now. I come from a Steeler household. My dad's from the Pittsburgh area. So that isn't going to be uh, thrilling to deal with there. But we got the Rams coming into Green Bay. Winner goes to the big one. Kansas City. You know, they're doing big things. So here's how we got our breakout going here. Green Bay, Kansas City had the buys, and I'm having some technical difficulties, so thank you for hanging with me <laughs> here. Hold on one second. All right, so Saturday, we got the Rams and the Packers at 2.30 Central Time, 2.35 in the NFL or NFC. We have the Browns and Chiefs. Then Buccaneers and Saints, one more time, why not? Tom Brady trying to get back to another NFC Championship game. Drew Brees, another legendary quarterback. He's trying to hold on and do his thing. And then we got really the team that personally I know a lot of people are rooting for, whether it's the Stephon Diggs angle. You know, big Josh out there, quarterback. But the Buffalo Bills, man. And Ravens, I cannot wait for that game. That's the Saturday night game, 6-15 Central Time, 7-15 East. And I cannot wait to see if the Bills can take it down the throats of the Ravens defense. And also vice versa, because now you got Lamar Jackson heating up for the Ravens. And, you know, can the Bills stop him? I think this is going to be a fun, thrilling, and exciting game. Uh, Bills 14 and 3. The Ravens are 12 and 5. And I think, I as of right now, I think Buffalo finds a way. I think they're going to let in a few more fans up there. And I think Buffalo finds a way to get to the AFC Championship game next weekend. Um, we have the Chiefs and the Browns. Now, look, everything's going to tell you Chiefs in this one defending Super Bowl champions. The experience, the, they know how to handle the pressure. I expect the Chiefs to win. I expect the Browns to make this a game for the first half into the second half and kind of fade towards the end a little bit. Again, you never know what happens. But, yeah, the, it's, it's probably going to be the Chiefs, I would say. And, of course, being here in the Twin Cities, we would love for the Los Angeles Rams to come up to the cold, frigid Lambeau Field and kick their ass. Could happen. Packers, obviously, the favorite. But a man can dream. And we can hope that the Rams... Find a way to get this done. I don't think they will. 
but you never know. Going to be cold up there. All kinds of stuff going on up there. And Green Bay will more than likely win this one to get to the NFC Championship game. Host the NFC Championship game as well because... This is this is their this is their trump card, man. This is their ace in the hole. Cold weather, Lambeau Field, the mystique, everything else. What can the Rams do? Oh, we're gonna find out. We are going to find out. Oh man. All right, folks. I'm gonna get on out of here. This has been Sports Done Right with Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Working on some guests for next week's show for you here. So uh, we'll keep an eye on social media, the Facebook page, the Twitter. We'll kind of let you know who we're working on for next week. Like I said, some really fun playoff games in the NFL next weekend. Make sure you check them out. Some I cannot wait to see Stephon Diggs. I can't wait to see Lamar Jackson, man. It is going to be something. And can the Rams find any way to get any pressure put on the one and only Mr. Rodgers? Because I think that's the key. If they can get pressure on him, knock him around a little bit, early scores for Los Angeles and cold weather can really help send the message. We'll see what happens. I am Vince Wright. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sports Done Right, as well the Facebook group Sports Done Right as well. Make sure you check us out next week. I again I thank you for all the support. Big things happening, working and working and working on some big interviews. You guys take care. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe out there in them streets. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.